Hi everyone, Happy New Year. Welcome to another webinar in the Energy Storage Market Series. My name is Eris Dolev and I am uh, the Managing Director here at Renvu. Today we are going to be hearing from uh, Spencer Christensen, a Director and Founder of HomeGrid, and Nick uh, Nielsen, Regional uh, Account Manager at HomeGrid Energy. And they will tell us about their uh, residential energy storage solutions, including stacked, integrated, and cube solutions diving into technical details such as uh, modular design, LFP chemistry, smart energy, whole home backup, off-grid uh, applications, and uh, winterized options. This webinar is uh, recorded and will be uploaded to our YouTube channel and will be available also as a podcast. We will share uh, links to those uh, in the follow-up email. Uh, this webinar has more than 500 registrants, so uh, before we dive in and while we are uh, waiting for all of them to join, I'd like to give a little background on Renvu and some of the products and uh, services we offer. Uh, so Renvu is a US-based solar equipment uh, distributor established in 2012. All of our sales engineers have engineering background. Uh, we have fulfillment facilities in California, New Jersey, and Texas. We are uh, investing significant capital into developing online tools to make it easy to get quotes uh, when you need to quote uh, projects or just uh, to compare pricing uh, you're getting from other sources. I'll show you one of them in a few minutes. Uh, this year, we are planning to increase significantly our inventory across the country to avoid the supply chain constraints we had uh, experienced uh, in the last two years. Uh, so we will uh, have stable supply to, uh, for, of commercial and residential modules, string inverters, optimizers, microinverters, batteries, of course, racking, and other balance of system components. Um, I'd like to spotlight a few of our uh, popular uh, products. Uh, Solark is the most popular hybrid inverter. Uh, we keep a healthy stock of their uh, portfolio. These inverters work great with home grid and uh, Fortress battery banks and others. We carry a wide range of batteries, and today we will discuss home grid, which is uh, one of the fastest growing uh, brands in the market. Uh, for cost-effective grid-tied and hybrid high-voltage energy storage inverters options, we have Solis and Growout inverters, which can be paired with high-voltage batteries. And for microinverters, we carry Enphase, Generac, and AP systems. We have uh, good availability of Tygo optimizers and uh, rapid shutdown. Uh, for panels, we have on-the-shelf multiple options, such as Longi 345 All Black, Recom 380s, uh, Hyperion uh, 540 Watt, Ryzen 450, and large selection incoming, including Longi, Trina, Canadian Solar, REC, and JA Solar. Uh, in addition to these modules, we are adding Toledo Solar, who makes uh, cadmium uh, telluride solar modules, just like First Solar. Uh, these are made in the U.S. and eligible for the extra 10% ITC when installed in uh, CNI projects. Uh, we're sharing the data sheet uh, in the chat now, and we will have a webinar with Toledo very soon, and we will share it with you. Um, we're updating, updating regularly our commercial price list uh, with inventory and pricing we have. We're sharing a link to this live spreadsheet in the chat so you can save it and revisit when you need large quantities of modules or when you just want to see where the market uh, prices are at. 
I'll take a minute to also mention our Bleaky residential carport. This is a great way to expand existing solar systems or an alternative solution where you can't install solar on a roof. Uh, shown here is the two-car carport. There is also the option for a tandem solution with shared columns. So you can connect multiple of those when you need a carport uh, for more than two cars. Uh, it is designed to be assembled uh, by a crew of two. It doesn't require any specialized or heavy tools to install and is DIY friendly. Uh, this is a solar structure, so it is eligible for the ITC. The carport is supplied with an iron ridge system and under panel clamp, so it, uh, it accepts any solar modules and inverter you want. When combined with a bleakier EPDM T gasket, the surface also becomes watertight. Uh, you can add a decorative mesh to hide the solar components from underneath. Um, and, um, and you can add uh, column lights and other uh, accessories. Depending on the local AHJ requirements, you can run all the wiring through the columns. Um, EV chargers are an excellent addition to this. Uh, and we have already uh, drilled holes for the NLX residential carports. It is designed and fabricated in the US and comes with a 25 years warranty. Uh, the structure is coming with a structural engineer PE stamp. Uh, you can install up to 24 solar modules with four columns of six up uh, with a basic load capacities of 35 pound per square foot and can be upgraded up to 65 pound per square foot of snow and 175 miles per hour wind load and seismic design category E. The two car carport is 18 feet wide and 18 feet deep with a nine and a half feet clearance and it comes with a five degree tilt. Uh, you can find the 3D model uh, of the tandem, tandem carport and the standalone carport on the Bleakier website. Uh, we are sharing a link to it in if you want to play with it and see the different components. And last, I, I, as I mentioned, uh, we are developing online tools for uh, for you to be able to quick uh, get a quick quote and bill of materials uh, to any project. Just uh, okay, this is a run through that uh, from the homepage, you can access the tool um, and then select if you want a grid tide, off grid, if you want a full system or just specific components, which type of inverter you want. On the next page, uh, you will be able to select your solar module. There are uh, filters that you can help you to uh, select the one that best fit your uh, needs. On the next page, you see the type of installation, there are several options uh, such as tilted roof, flat roof, carports, and ground mount. I'll select the tilted roof with a standing seam metal sheet. As I'm making selections, uh, the bill of materials on the left side is being updated. And if you're logged in to your account, your uh, prices will show up as well. Created two arrays here, first array with two rows, for, uh, first row with 10 modules in portrait and the second six modules in landscape, the second array with another eight modules in portrait. I'll select iron ridge racking system here, S5 for foot attachments and black rails and clamps. I will also change the span to six feet. And 
the rail to XR100. The system creates a general sketch of the array with dimensions and rail assembly instructions. Um, on the next page, <clears throat> I can uh, select the inverters. We'll get into that. So you can select the inverters here if you want energy storage. I'm selecting the Solark 15K and the home grid, a 19.2 kilowatt hour stacked battery bank. Um, I'll also add a rapid shutdown and monitoring. On the next page, I can select the balance of system. I'll add also NLX EV chargers. And that's all after, after I click finish. I get a full a bill of materials and I cl can click here to uh, get a quote sent to me. And that took about two minutes uh, with a little bit playing. It should not take more than one minute after you're used to this tool. And you can compare pricing from different modules, different batteries, inverters, and uh, and get get project project quotes uh, either to buy from us or to compare to whatever you buy from. Um, okay, I think we can start now. Um, Let's see, we have a significant number of participants that are already logged in. As I mentioned, this webinar is being recorded and we will upload it to our YouTube channel and it will be available also as a podcast and we will share the links uh, in a follow-up email. All participants will get up to $700 Visa gift card for every home grid system you're buying. The details for how to redeem that will be included in the email as well. Uh, if you have questions during the presentation or the Q&A session, uh, use the Q&A button, uh, which makes it easier for us to make sure that we are we answer all the questions. And you can also use the chat with any remarks you have during the presentation. We are all all reading it during the uh, the session, and the webinar is much more interactive and fun when you uh, all use it. Uh, okay, so now Spencer will take it from here. I'll stop sharing my screen real quick. Excellent. And thanks for having us on. Very excited about this. Yeah, thanks. So Nick's going to share his screen. Uh, to all the participants on, thank you for taking time out of your day. I'm sure everybody's pretty busy after the holiday season. Uh, we're excited about this year and um, we're Looking forward to be working with uh, your individual companies. So HomeGrid is the residential battery division of Lithium. Uh, we started it several years ago. I'm one of the founders, and then we were acquired by Lithium. Lithium has been one of the pioneers of lithium iron phosphate batteries and other, uh, you know, different battery types. Uh, it was. It's a 24-year-old company, and we have global presence. Uh, as you can see here, some of our uh, oh, product lines include, you know, we do Zambonis, forklifts, we do the batteries on the Boston Dynamics, robots, we do you know, military projects with railgun, uh, Disney applications, and then uh, home grid is what we're going to be focusing on. Uh, so Nick's going to run through a presentation on uh, what we've done so far, what we have available. And then we'll give a little bit of a, an outline of our roadmap. Uh, we're, I believe the 
most competitive battery product on the market right now. And we plan to be innovating quickly to stay, you know, two to three times uh, the uh, quality and output performance as other products on the market. So please put your questions in the Q&A. We definitely want to answer any, but we also are available. We have a very great sales team and we're going to be available for individual trainings. Um, and we want to make sure that your teams are fully trained up on our product lines. You want to talk about any of this? Yeah, uh, that just simply deals with uh, some of the other um, product lines that we deal with, a lot of which are, are custom batteries. Uh, so we'll do, um, we run cylindrical cells in series and then in parallel to reach different custom uh, specifications. So you can move forward on that. Awesome. And we're backed by significant investment. Um, Travis Capital and Coke Industries are the primary investment arms, um, but we also have other investment coming in soon. So uh, we're we're excited. We're planning on on expanding and growing, and we're working on expanding right now into Latin America and Europe. We're in all fifty states currently, and we have uh, growing tech support and uh, an R and D arm. Awesome. Thanks, Spencer. Um, so yeah, like Spencer was saying today, I just kind of want to talk about a little bit more about who we are, um, you know, what we do and, and why we do it. Um, one kind of interesting thing that I found um, hopping into this presentation, um, this is the kind of the history of lithium ion batteries. So in 1976, um, Stanley Whittingham, he proposed the first uh, technology for lithium batteries. And then from that, John Goodenough, he, he proposed a, a, a cathode material to use for lithium ion. And Yoshi, uh, Akira Yoshino of Japan, he took that, um, that cathode idea and decided to combine it with an anode of carbon. And they kind of went back and forth, building off of each other's work. And in 1985, Yoshino, he was the first to establish a prototype for lithium ion batteries. And then in 1991, Yoshino, in a partnership with Sony, they actually commercialized the first lithium ion battery. And today, you know, we see them in really everything from mobile phones, computers, mobile gaming devices, really anything that has a rechargeable battery in it. And it came from that. So we kind of see the history of lithium ion. And in 2019, all three of them actually got a Nobel Prize for chemistry, which is pretty cool. So within lithium ion, it, it's an umbrella term. There's actually six popular chemistries underneath that term. And the two most common that you'll hear in the residential home storage side of things is lithium iron phosphate or LFP, sometimes it's called LIFEPO, and NMC, which is nickel manganese cobalt. So this graph kind of shows the difference between the two. Um, nickel manganese cobalt is very energy dense and lightweight, but it degrades quickly and it doesn't have as long of a lifespan. It's also not very safe. It has a problem with thermal runaway. So when it gets too hot, it actually can't cool itself off and it will um, basically explode. Um, lithium iron phosphate, 
however, doesn't have that problem. It's very safe. Um, it's easy to source, easy to recycle, has a longer lifespan, and it doesn't degrade like NMC. You know, we've all purchased a phone, and you know, when we first have it, that will that phone will last the entire day. But after about a year or so, you know, you have to charge it throughout the middle of the day. Um, that's that's one of the problems with NMC is that the lifespan just isn't there. But LFP doesn't work that way. It will last a lot longer, um, and you can use it a lot harder. The only really downside to LFP is that it's a little bit heavy, but it makes it perfect for home storage because you're not picking it up and moving it around. You know, it sits there and it, it does what it's supposed to do. So that's the chemistry we use is lithium iron phosphate. So like Spencer was saying, um, you know, we, we were founded, well, we were founded by engineers. Um, we, we work for a company, well, we were acquired by a company called Lithion. And um, we had some engineers that actually pioneered lithium iron phosphate as a chemistry. And they were working with Lithion. Um, and they looked at the market and lithium iron phosphate finally got to a point where it was competitive and easy, easy enough to source. And they wanted to create a battery with it. So they looked at the market and most batteries on the market were designed around only time of use. You know, they had low capacity, low output, and they were really designed for offsetting electricity in California. So they wanted to go back to the drawing board and create a, a battery that really um, met expectations of customers and they had customers and installers in mind. And the battery that they came up with is this, this stack series battery. So each one of these modules is 4.8 kilowatt hours. It starts at two stacks and it can go all the way up to eight stacks. So at two stacks, you're at 9.6 kilowatt hours. And at eight stacks, you're at 38.4 kilowatt hours. And they literally just stack on top of each other like Legos. There's no internal wiring in between. There's just a negative positive uh, connector. Um, so what that means for installers is that it's extremely easy to install. Um, I'm not a solar installer, but I've been able to actually take these out of the box and commission them. And I did it in about an hour. We have some, some guys that have been doing this for a little over a year now, and they can get it done in out of the box and commissioned in about 30 minutes, which is really fast. So what that means for installers is that you're gonna be saving a lot of money on labor costs because you get in, get the project done and, and you can get out and move on to your next, next project. Also, it's extremely easy to move and, and position wherever you're needing to put it in a house. You know, because it's in pieces, you can easily move it instead of just a, a large um, solid battery. With customers, um, you can expand. Uh, it's easy to add modules after an initial installation. So if a customer wanted to start with a two stack or a three stack, and maybe a year or two later wanted to add more, all you have to do is take the top off of the stack series. This is the BMS or the brains of the unit pop that off, stick on more modules, put it back on, recommission, and you've upgraded your storage. Uh, it takes about 30 minutes, extremely fast. Uh, I wanna kind of, I wanna hop out of this and I'm gonna go to- Nick, there is, there is one question here. Uh, yeah. what, 
what DC bus bar uh, solutions should be used uh, to combine multiple stacks? So it's going to be based off of uh, how many stacks you have. Um, Spencer, do you have any, an answer for that? Yeah, totally. Uh, we can give, uh, you know, certain brand recommendations, uh, but really you're just going to be looking at how many amps are going to be passing through there. Um, obviously, these are 48 volt uh, batteries, so they're going to have very high amps, um, but it should be pretty straightforward as far as uh, figuring out, you know, which which size you need to use. If you have several eight stacks, you know, obviously it's additive, so you're going to want to um, account for that, but please reach out to us. We can, you know, per project, we can help uh, your install team figure those questions out. Awesome. Um, this is a this is our website. It's set up as a sales tool. Um, all of our spec sheets and information is on there. Uh, this is a basic installation of the modules just stacking on top of each other. Is that playing okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so at four stacks or four modules, we can push 15 kilowatt continuous or 300 amps, which is about two to three times the closest battery on the market. So with that, we can truly power an entire home. Um, and you can still use a critical load panel, but because we're able to push that much, you can actually eliminate the need for a critical load panel. We also can handle a surge of 24 kilowatts for 10 seconds, which is massive. Really, if you have a lot of large loads that are dark starting or starting up, you can handle that for quite a long time. Um, we also just, here's some pictures of some installs, um, but we also just recently released a heated module. Um, you can, basically what it does is it, once it hits a certain ambient temperature, it will kick on automatically and it will heat up so that it will work within the parameters that are on our spec sheets. Um, you can actually, one, one thing I was talking to Kyle at, at Renvu yesterday, you can actually, if you were wanting to, add a heated module to an existing stack that's not heated, it is something that is possible. Um, it is a parasitic load. So with that, it is going to drain until the ambient temperature reaches its, its uh, max point. So keeping that in mind, if you are not going to be having a way to charge the battery for a couple of days, it is a good idea to keep an eye on it um, or to just turn it off so that it doesn't drain itself down to zero. The next product in our lineup is this integrated stack series. So with this, basically it's a cabinet that fits on top of the stack series. The top of the BMS comes off and this cabinet slides on, on top of it. Uh, you can fit a Solarc 8K, 12K, and up to a 15K in there. And basically it, it makes it a solid unit. So it, it looks pretty good in a home. Um, this is an indoor rated unit. So you wanna uh, keep that in mind with, with height. Um, but yeah, this, is, this has been a really good uh, product for us and, and we like it a lot. The next is our home grid cube. 
Now this is an outdoor rated cabinet, which is climate controlled, heated and cooled. You can fit up to four eight stacks inside and you can fit three Solark 15Ks on the outside. With that, you can unlock three phase for large homes or small commercial purposes. Um, and, and yeah, the, you can size this really if you wanted to, you could you know, upgrade this as well. You can run two of them in parallel. Uh, it starts at 9.6, which is a two stack, and you can go all the way up to 53, 153 kilowatt hours. Multiplying that, if you ran them two in parallel, you could get over 300 kilowatt hours with two home grid cubes. Can you can you describe a little bit the logistics around this model? I mean, how do you uh, ship it, or and how do you install it? What do you need to prepare? Yeah, so the cabinet itself is 1,500 pounds you are going to want to put it on a concrete base. Um, and that would be done, obviously, with the engineering side of things, you would want to know how thick that is um, through them. Uh, we can ship these to site. You will need a forklift that can handle that. There are some D-rings on the top that can also pick it up and crane it off, but it's a, a flatbed uh, shipping container. Everything on the DC side is, is supplied. It's not pre-installed. So we ship the cabinet empty and then the batteries come with it, obviously on that same truckload and everything is installed on site by the installer. And it'll come with all of the cables and electrical equipment on the DC side. So uh, you'll have to supply everything on the AC side, but it'll come with uh, the four eye cable and uh, bus bars. To answer the question? Absolutely, yeah, thanks. Awesome. Yeah, and we can talk more about it if uh, in, in the Q&A after, if, if you have more questions about that. And let's jump into, this is our compact series battery. So this is a wall-mounted battery. It's pretty comparable to um, a lot of batteries on the market. It's five kilowatt hours, five kilowatt continuous. You can actually run 63 of these in parallel if you wanted to. So you can get massive storage capacity with these. Um, these are perfect for smaller homes, uh, condos, cabins, something that you're not going to need a lot of power for, or if you just want to you know, offset a little bit of electricity. So those are our product lines. With, uh, this is a, a cool picture. We actually installed these on an island. So you can literally island yourself um, in the middle of nowhere with these batteries. You can completely power your, your home or wherever you're at with these stack series with the amount of output that we have and the storage capacity that you can handle and hold. Um, but we're not just for off-grid applications. We're also perfect for residential situations as well. We wanted to create a battery that was a yes for really any project that people had. And it's it's been a really good solution for that. Uh, a good way to know how to size your battery. We have a sizing tool on our website, but looking at this, it will give you a, a kind of a rough idea of how, how to size 
for a 2000 square foot home and a 200 amp panel. For four hours of backup, you can do a two stack battery with a 15K Solark. Um, double that size, you know, you're looking at eight hours and four times that you're looking at 16 hours. Um, you'll add a module for each additional 1500 square feet for an air conditioning unit, um, water heater, electric car. We are inverter agnostic. So we are a 48 volt battery. As long as you're using a 48 volt inverter, you can use it with our, our, uh, our battery. We like Solark because Solark is really one of the only inverters on the market currently that can push what, what we can. Um, we never wanted to be the limiting factor in a solar system. So the inverter is really gonna be the bottleneck of what's able to be pushed. And that's why we like Solark because they have such high pass-through. And then um, I'd say a really good rule of thumb to make it easy for you, the way that I always recommend for the different sales groups to size the system is take the daily consumption and divide it in half. And let's say, you know, on average, it says the, the average consumption is 35 kilowatt hours a day around the country, but I think most of your customers are going to be more 40 to 50 kilowatt hours and up. So let's say 50 kilowatt hours, I would recommend if you don't want them to have a bill, divide it in half, and then it's easy to scale up or down with our systems, you know, with those very modular stacks uh, that would yield about a 24 kilowatt hour battery. Um, and it's conceptually, if you're doing 100% offset, it makes sense, right? Uh, half the consumption is going to be during the day, half at night, and then you can easily scale accordingly. Uh, if the way that I would recommend it is say, Mr. Homeowner, um, we don't want to oversize your system. We want to size it right for you. Let's start with this. And if we need to add a module or two later, it's as simple as stacking up another piece because uh, then you're you're really customizing for their home. Uh, if price is an objection, just go down a module and then you can add later. So I think half is is the best rule of thumb. Yeah, that's, that's good points. Thanks, Spencer. With uh, batteries, um, we really have started seeing a huge increase in batteries. So it's a, it's a really exciting time to be, be in the market for it. Um, you know, from 2016 to 2021, we saw over a 1200% increase of battery deployment. And if we zoom out a little bit farther projections, you know, we look at this, that's this little increase right here. So we're really right on the, the beginning of this giant inflection point of all projections. So it's, it's a really a, a good time for installers and an exciting time to hop in to the battery storage. Um, but it's also great for homeowners, you know, to be able to protect yourself from energy inflation and lock yourself into a rate uh, that allows you to, you know, not have to worry about increased costs. And really we see the key, the key market drivers um, for batteries are grid modernization. Um, we've seen in California, the phasing out of, of net metering coming up this year. So one way to protect yourself against that is to add a battery to your, your, your solar system. Um, you know, you can, instead of having to ever draw from the grid, you can still get a quick payoff by owning a, a battery and storing the energy that you're producing all day and never having to pull from the grid. Um, you know, there's a desire for self-sufficiency. Um, we see LFP, you know, that's a really great chemistry and 
performance improvements in that. And, um, you know, really people are just interested in, in renewables. So just kind of a, a quick overview again about, about the stack series and, the, and our batteries. You know, we can, we can do 500 amp surge, 24 kilowatt surge for 10 seconds, 15 kilowatt continuous at four stacks. Um, batteries allow you to function, your solar to function when the grid goes out. And we, we have a 300 amps max charge and discharge, which is you know, really like two to three times as much as the closest competitor. We can customize your storage very simply, like Spencer was saying, you know, you just pop on or pop on more modules if you want to increase. Um, simple field servicing, upgrading takes less than 30 minutes. And you can get massive storage. You can stack the, the, the stack series uh, 15 deep in parallel, getting you up to 576 kilowatts total. We use the best in class chemistry, the LFP. It's the highest safety rating. Um, really good life cycles, um, you know, one and a half times the lifespan of MMC, NMC, no thermal runaway problems, and, you know, simple installation, one hour for the battery, two hours for an inverter, and then whatever, if you're adding a smart, smart panel, smart uh, breakers to your uh, electrical panels or critical load panel, you know, that takes a couple hours, but really it's, it's super quick. And we're a U.S.-based company. You know, we're based in Henderson, Nevada, like Spencer was saying. Uh, you can really call any of you can call me as a point of contact if you have any questions. We have a U.S.-based service team in Henderson that you can call, and I can show you on our website in the contact page how to reach out to them. Uh, this is my contact information, uh, my cell phone, and my email, and you can I. I uh, Recommend all of you going to our website, checking it out. Really, it has all the information that you'd, you'd need to know about our batteries. But we'd love to, you know, individually hop on demo calls with you and your teams if you have any questions. I understand that this is a really big webinar, so you might not all be in my territory. Um, I cover Northern California, which is basically San Luis Obispo up to Oregon and the Northeast. If you are in a different part of the country, you can find us on our contact page, but this is uh, who you, depending on what state you're in, uh, you can just reach out to that specific sales rep and, and they can help you out. And that's it for our presentation. We'd love to jump into any questions that you may have. Let's start working through these and I'll give a quick, um, we do have an exciting announcement is in the next couple of months here, um, we will have a high voltage battery uh, being released. It's very similar to this one. The modules are, are the same. It's just the BMS has a DC to DC converter uh, that goes up to 550 volts. So we'll be able to work. We're, we're already in the process of working with high voltage inverters and you've got the uh, solar 30K and then, you know, a host of other high voltage inverters on the market. So um, stay tuned on that front. So working through these questions, um, do you want to just go every other, Nick? Sure. Okay. Okay. So let's just do starting at the top. We have three. Uh, can you provide clarity around 9540 second edition certification? Is there is this something that requires the cabinet when using um, with an inverter such as Solark? Uh, when using without the cabinet, is it not considered 9540 second edition ver uh, verified? So basically, on 9540. Um, 
So we do have 9540 and we do have 9540A. Uh, and I think your question is around with that second edition, um, the way that they have restructured 9540 with the second edition is that it's a sub-assembly. So we have a sub-assembly certification that we can send you. It's really just uh, clarifying that the 9540 was about the battery and not the battery inverter combo. Um, to the battery as a sub-assembly. So we are we have 9540 now, which is compatible with every inverter that you're going to be pairing with. So you're good to go on that front, sorry. Awesome. You may actually be able to answer this one better than me. <clears throat> um, but how did- I can answer that one, yeah. Okay. Um, how does your battery have such a high peak power compared to other LFP chemistries? Um, that's a great question, Dennis. Uh, we, we source from, so our, uh, some of our engineers were actually some of the, uh, the pioneers of lithium iron phosphate in the early 2000s on the commercial side of it. So it was, they could do it in a lab, but then being able to manufacture it on a large scale. Um, some of our engineers have incredible connections with the five main manufacturers over in China that build these lithium iron phosphate prismatic cells. The reason our output is so much higher um, is twofold. Uh, number one is because we source the best cells. So these are automotive grade prismatic cells. They're tier one, high temperature. Uh, they can actually do up to seven C, so seven times capacity. And we run it at, at most one C. So they're built for much more wear and tear. Um, and, and so that's why you're gonna get 15 to 20 years out of these prismatic cells because you're only using it at most at one C. Um, which is still significantly better than what you're seeing. Um, you know, 1C continuous, obviously. Um, it's still what you're see seeing. You know, if you look at other batteries on the market, they have half the specs, maybe even a third or fourth. Um, and I would say number one reason is just because we were able to source uh, for really great pricing, uh, much higher quality cells. Um, and the right chemistry, you know, shifting over to lithium iron phosphate. We also, in our BMS, adjusted the contactors so that they could handle that very high surge once we found out that the Solar 15K was coming out. So we made adjustments knowing that really what the market is looking for is that, that high surge that can turn on your AC units, that can turn on those bigger appliances. And what we're really trying to do, um, what we're really trying to do is create and innovate to have this unit be as plug and play and as much of an appliance as possible uh, so that it's you know mainstream part of every house in America. And I think in 10 to 15 years, it'll start being weird not to have a system similar to what we're going for. Uh, the next are they made in the US? So they currently are not made in the US. They're made overseas in China. Um, we are looking to have these batteries fully assembled in our warehouse in Henderson, middle of this year. And we are currently looking for locations for a prismatic cell factory here in the United States. Um, and that we are shooting for being completed the end of 2025 to, or middle of 2026. It's the goal. Um, but when that is done, then we'll be a fully USA made and assembled battery. Uh, kind of the same question as last. Um, 
Okay. Uh, is Lithium working with anybody um, productizing the solid state uh, next gen uh, Lithium batteries? Now, that's a great question. Yes, we're actually, we, are, we have our, uh, our eyes on several different chemistries that could potentially be fantastic options in the future. Um, and we're very open to whatever chemistry or technology that is going to bring the most value to the homeowners and to the installers. Um, and, and so, yes, we're, we want to be innovating constantly. And, and that includes keeping a mind on, on the different technologies and chemistries that are coming out. Um, where can the LFP cells be sent for recycling? Uh, and is there a fee? Uh, so I know that these can be recycled. I do not know a specific location, but I can actually look into that and get you an answer. I have, I have several groups that I met at RE+. Awesome. Uh, I think the recycling market is going to be massive in the future. Um, I do know it's easier to recycle LFP than NMC um, due to that low propagation and low thermal runaway. However, I think the infrastructure built out today for recycling will pale in comparison to what will be around in five, 10 years when a lot of, you know, different batteries on the microgrid scale are, are needing to be recycled. But we can definitely send anybody, if you reach out to us, if you want to contact at one of the different recycling companies we've met with, um, please do so. You want this one? Do you want me to do yeah, that? so basically they're asking about 9540A, how did we fare? And 9540A pertains to propagation and flame. Basically, they'll try in a bunch of different ways to um, test the battery to, his, to its extremes to see if it will propagate, see if it'll flame. And ours had no propagation and no flame. Um, if you look at a video, a great video to watch on YouTube would be NMC versus LFP. And they puncture, they put a voltage on a on a pouch cell for NMC and a pouch cell on, on LFP, and they puncture the, the NMC cell and it um, it looks like it explodes. Um, and then they, they do the same with LFP and there's no, no propagation of flame. So lithium iron phosphate is significantly safer. We even had to, because we have the railgun contract, um, some of our engineers had to shoot the cells in a different form factor, but the same cells with a 50 cal and it kept working for about three minutes and then uh, finally went down, but there was no flame. So a much safer system all around. Is there a temperature control inside, inside stack to self-heat if temperature is below 40 degrees? So yeah, something that like I was mentioning about the, the heated stack series, um, those modules have a heating strip inside of it. And those are automatically activated when it reaches a certain temperature threshold. The temperature, when, when they kick on, it's actually 1C, which is right above freezing. And it will stay on until I believe it gets to 15C, about 52 degrees. Um, so you can, it, it's an automatic thing that just turns on. It is a parasitic load. So it will stay on until it reaches that ambient temperature. So like I was saying, just making sure that when it is going to be cold for multiple days, you want to make sure that you are able to charge these batteries or it will take them down to zero. But yes, there is a there is a unit that will allow you to install in colder temperatures and, and keep itself warm so that it's functioning properly. 
There is a follow-up question on this. Uh, what is the kilowatt uh, that the heater consumes? Kilowatt hour. The per kilo per four kilowatt hour block. I believe there are hundred watt strips. We can send over the exact specs on it, um, but I believe that they're basically terrarium strips. But they can they can operate up to drawing at hundred watts, I believe, each. Um, another really great way to insulate it because we're working now in Canada and Alaska and the Northeast, and we see this everywhere. Uh, we have an outdoor case. I think somebody's question had to do: Can you put these outdoor? Yes, absolutely. We do have an outdoor case, uh, NEMA three R shell um, that will be available in the next month or so, um, and it'll be it's being built for you know the Puerto Rican Florida market with hurricanes in mind. Um, and direct sun so it'll be fantastic i think there's quite a few installs that need to go outside and then one thing you can do is um if you are installing these outside in cold weather y'all have the heating strips uh which uh you know are, are going to be fantastic for any temperature but you don't want to draw too much from the battery so we can we have uh heated blankets or other insulation recommendations you could put in and then put the shell on and it it should be a very efficient system yeah and, and one thing i i actually failed to mention was that the the bat the stack series is ip55 rated so it is waterproof it is um you know particle proof but you are like like spencer was saying if it was to be installed outside it's not nema rated so you do want that that covering on it um the integrated cabinet is a indoor rated unit and the compact series is also indoor rated um the home grid cube can go outside uh, it should go outside it's huge if you have a house that can fit a home grid cube then you're doing great <laughs> way to go um do installation step-by-step -step instructions come with home grid storage systems uh the answer is yes it comes with a install manual we also have some videos on our website there's a quick install uh guide as well um the videos for the installation are about seven minutes long um, we could have made them longer, but we just didn't need to because it's really that quick and that simple. There's no certification course or university that you have to uh, qualify for or pass to install these systems. Uh, it's really that simple. And like I was saying, you know, you can contact tech support or really any one of us if if you have any questions about installation. If you're on the job site, we'd love to you know, answer answering questions that you have while you're doing that. This has to do with the, um, basically the errors on the inverter, and they're asking, will um, will the SolarX inverter can bus shut down the batteries if there's an error with the inverters? Um, it depends on the error, depends on the you know the problems going on. Um, it can depending on on what's going on, but um, I would say on this note, we have almost had no issues with the hardware on our systems. We had a couple of bugs that were yielding what was called error 20, and that had to do with uh, the communications. Um, this is pretty novel. You know, you're starting to see this being more adopted, having a stackable battery. Um, there's no cables on the side. It's all male-female busing. We did run into a couple of firmware issues with the, um, the communications between each module. However, we have worked that out, and now we have a Wi-Fi-capable uh, unit so um, basically it's a dongle built into the BMS that'll allow you to uh, uh, remote update the 
the uh, firmware on the unit. Uh, it'll also help. We have an app coming out pretty quick here, and it'll help for warranty registration and um, all around troubleshooting or uh, if we do have any firmware issues. Um, but as of now, we're having virtually no issues on these batteries. So um, the errors will be minimal. Question from Eric. I assume the home grid cube has integrated temperature control for outdoor installs in the Northeast. Could you comment on this? Yeah, so the home grid cube has a heating and cooling um, unit on it. I can actually, if we go to our website, actually, I don't know if I can get out of this. Um, so this is is one of them. Um, it's just a, a heater and a and a air conditioning that also is a parasitic load, and it will climate control the batteries for you that are inside. Um, okay, so the next question, um, we'll try to move through these pretty quick. Um, we do have a lot of questions, which we're excited about. And please reach out to us; um, we can answer you know, all your questions. Um, you mentioned that a critical load panel is not needed. It just ties directly into the main panel, correct? Uh, that's one of the most exciting parts of this is, you know, in California and in, in Utah and some other states, they have the busing tying in the, the meter in Maine. So you can't do a line side tap easily on there. You have to do a Hawaiian tie-in. But on other states where you can um, just do a, a fuse disconnect, uh, it's very straightforward to install a Solark 15K and our battery and do full home backup, no critical load panel needed. Uh, to bulletproof it, we do recommend some load management system. Uh, we have a great partnership with Savant and they have a modular load management approach. And I think it's a fantastic option. Um, you know, a much simpler install process than, than other options on the market and much, uh, much less expensive. So, Please reach out to us or Savant to learn more about that system. But yes, this is, in my mind, the first true whole home backup uh, system. And it's it's so modular that you can upgrade your entire system in a matter of 10 to 15 minutes. Could you please comment on how you and your partners are planning to integrate bi-directional EV storage compatibility for vehicles to grid and whole home backup? Um, maybe Spencer, do you want to? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, Solark is coming out with their own EV charger. Savant has an EV charger. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward system. Um, and due to the lack of time, I, I don't know if we want to go into too much detail on this, but uh, reach out to us or Solark, and we can go through the exact um, install process and specifications of those EV chargers and how. It, ties into your system, but it is extremely straightforward. Uh, the EV charger has its own uh, breaker, you know, um, it's, it'll be seamless. And on the, the forecast, like I said, we're going for full home appliance. Um, it's only going to get easier and easier. So please reach out to us. We can go through the, the details and give you visuals on it. Um, I can answer to the next two are kind of similar inverter output capacity for the compact series, or is it just the battery? All of our, our products are batteries 
by themselves. We are 48 volt batteries, so we can pair with really any 48 volt inverter. So the next question asks about SMA Sunny Boy compatible. Yes, as long as it's a 48 volt inverter, um, you can pair it with any one of our, our batteries. So this also work with Fronius. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong on this one. I think Fronius is high voltage. Although they may have a low voltage unit or high voltage unit, we are working on pairing with Fronius. So we've reached out to Victron, Fronius, and a host of other high voltage inverters. Uh, what is the capacity of each module? That's the next question. Uh, it's 4.8 kilowatt hours. Um, and you know it stacks up to 576 kilowatt hours by running 15 of the full units in parallel. Do you offer a 12 volt DC 48 volt booster transformer so homeowners can use vehicles as generators if they exhaust storage in extended outage situation? So we personally don't. Um, I don't know if uh, Renvu offers that. And would you know, Ares? Um, probably a sales engineer uh, will need to answer that. So we will, no, we will, we will add it to the email follow-up. Perfect. Um, how does LFP chemistry compare against lithium titanate? Yeah, I have, a, I have a breakdown on that one. Reach out to us separately and we can go through the um, the pros and cons. But I would say that the iron phosphate is significantly better for this application. Um, the next question, could you comment on cycle life changes at different charge discharge rates? One of the great things about LFP is that it, um, it's not, it's not a... The depth of discharge doesn't uh, deteriorate the battery any faster than if you were to discharge it from, you know, let's say just 30% of the battery, or if you went all the way down to 100. It doesn't matter. And that's what's great about this chemistry. And that's why we like it. Um, so there is no problem with uh, the different charge and discharge rates as far as life cycle is concerned. Um, we've seen, you know, we're guaranteeing a state of charge of 60%. At the end of 10 years and if you did the math on that it's about we're guaranteeing at most four percent degradation over 10 years but with a lot of batteries that we're seeing that are out um, that have been out it's really only about one to two percent loss so these uh these batteries are going to last a really long time uh, next question is your three-phase solution 480 volt or 208 volt um if you do three solar 15ks you get 208 volt three phase with the 30K coming out, uh, you'll get 208 volt. It's it's native 208 volt um, three phase. So uh, that'll be a great solution. And then we do have containerized solutions coming out later this year that will be 480 volt. Uh, and then our high voltage stack unit should be out by the end of Q1 is what we're anticipating. And that will go up to uh, 550 volt. So. Um, yes, we have all the above. Um, please reach out to us for specific projects. We, we feel like we have an elegant solution, one-stop shop. I think that next one kind of is similar. Mm -hmm. um, uh, will the high voltage product line work with Solus? Uh, yes, we plan on working with Solus. We already have some level of comms with them established, but uh, you know, elsewhere in the world. Um, but for the US, yes, we plan on working with Solus. 
it would be great to see a walkthrough of the sizing tool, pricing tool um, for sales as it relates to home grid cube, or maybe it exists somewhere already, an example of a walkthrough. Yeah, if you, uh, I mean, we have our sizing tool on our website. Uh, basically what you're doing is taking the highest month and you're plugging it in there and it spits out a couple different options for you, off-grid application, um, completely off-grid ap application, um, some offset and then just emergency storage. Um, but I would be happy to hop on a call and, and walk walk through you through through this process with you when you have a chance. Mike, just reach out to me. And we or, or if it's somewhere else in the country, you know, your sales representative would be able to answer that question for you. Yeah, we're also planning to add it to our uh, online design tool. Awesome. So there will be a possibility to get pricing from there. Um, next question, how long is the string of prismatic cells that are individually managed by your BMS? So you have 15 cells per module in the stack unit, and those are run in series uh, to get to the 48 volt nominal. And then we, you know, everything else is run in parallel. So if one unit goes bad, uh, then it'll just bypass that and the rest of the modules will still operate. And then if you add uh, module down the road, it's additive, so it'll just contribute to the over, overall output. The next question, the Solark 15K has a 12 uh, kW continuous AC output from the batteries. The stack series has a continuous AC output of 15 kilowatts with four to eight modules stacked. Can you confirm the battery output will be throttled to 12 kilowatts in this scenario? Um, yeah, the answer is yes. Really, um, the, the inverter is going to be telling the battery what it, it's going to be doing. So that's where your, your bottleneck will be in the system, uh, whatever inverter you're, you're pairing with our battery. We can push 15K, but your inverter has to be able to do the same to be able to really unlock the full potential of, of the stack series. Uh, Dan Baker was asking about um, where you should recycle the batteries. Dan, please reach out to us uh, and we can send you some options. Um, can these batteries... Sorry. What are your um, for phone tech support? So they're, they're based in Henderson, so they're Pacific time, and, and that's 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, if you can't get a hold of them, reach out to your sales representative and they can, they can help you. And then can these batteries be charged to, uh, if the ambient temperature is 50 degrees Celsius? Um, the high end of temperature for charge, I believe is 114 degrees. Uh, Fahrenheit and then discharge is 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, so lithium will degradate at really high temperatures. These are probably the best cells for this application for high temperatures um, by far, and they are built for high temp applications, but I would still be sensitive for your customers to make sure that you're giving them the biggest, uh, the highest output and also the best opportunity for minimal degradation. So put them in the shade. Um, if you're gonna do them outside with our case or ideally put them in a more climate controlled garage. I do understand that in Arizona, Nevada, some of these garages get, they start cooking pretty good. Um, so just be, be sensitive on that. With my dad's house in Utah, 
I installed it in his basement. And so I do anticipate that that will be the best case scenario. It'll be perfect temperature year round. Uh, the next question is a two part. Inverters hate high temperature. Any performance data on the integrated unit? Um, so the integrated cabinet has ventilation points. Um, also, if it's because it's installed indoors, you should be able to have, you know, some type of a, a, a climate control inside a house. So uh, it shouldn't get too, too crazy or too hot, even if it's in a garage. Um, I don't know if we have performance data, but with it being ventilated and everything, it, it would function basically as if it was just placed out, outside or as a separate unit away from the battery. Um, and then warranties seem to vary widely across the industry. What is its cycle life and how does it compare to the others, say from Blue Planet or Fortress? So we, uh, for our warranty, we guarantee uh, 10,000 cycles. And what a cycle to us is 100% depth of discharge. And we aren't saying that you should- Sorry, necessarily... uh, I think you just kind of misspoke. Um, did I? 4,000 cycles, 10 year. Sorry, what it... <laughs> thanks man. 4,000 cycles, 10 year warranty. So to put that in perspective, um, if you were to discharge the battery every day, 100%, it would take a little over 11 years to to get to 4,000 cycles. So these batteries can work really hard. Um, and, you know, depending on how you're cycling it, where it's installed, they're gonna last a lot longer than that. Um, so we're when we say cycles, we mean 100%. Uh, we recommend not going below about 85 to 90% uh, and leaving at least 15 to 10% uh, state of charge in, in the batteries just for longevity. But yeah, we, these batteries can, can work extremely hard. For units installed inside, can you remotely shut down the battery with an emergency safety switch to comply with NEC 480.7? Uh, um, on the Solar, should know that, but I don't. Um, it would all it would all rely on the solar, so um, it would be de determined by if the solar can do so. I should doubt that actually, so apologies that I don't. Um, I'll check in on it and then please reach out to us and we can give you that answer. Yeah, and I mean you can definitely do it when you're on site. Mm -hmm. The remotely part is the yeah. Um, do you have a virtual power plant system supported by the battery systems? Um, I can answer on that one. Yeah. Uh, the battery absolutely would work well in a VPP. Um, the question is with the inverters, right? So uh, with some of these rebates uh, and opportunities popping up, um, Solark is on Connected Solutions, which means we can work there. Um, we're working on the WattSmart program in Utah. Basically, we're just waiting. Solark's working on getting open ADR and IEEE uh, 2030.5, which will allow um, the different utilities to um, draw from from the the batteries uh so it's kind of relying on the inverter on that front but the battery would work great for it absolutely and i know solarx's um almost there and they have systems already working in bpps so i would say yes with better opportunities on the near horizon do batteries play well with backup generators yes they do um the solarx hybrid inverters uh have a generator 
plug-in, which you can hook a generator into and, and charge a battery that way. You know, if you're not going to have any solar for an expended period of time, you can kick on a generator and charge charge up the battery that way. So it's really it's really the inverter side of things. It's a hybrid inverter that you're wanting to use, um, but that they 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 work great with them. Um, the next two questions by Andy and Rich are dealing with uh, the elevation. Um, I assume they're in Colorado because they're saying that they're installing constantly above eight thousand feet between 8,000 and 12,000 feet. Um, and with these cells, lithium iron phosphate, we have no issue with elevation. So you can install them virtually at any uh, elevation. There is some, um, some throttling that happens at really high elevations, but we're talking 12,000 feet up. Um, you're not going to see any uh, decreased performance at 8,000 feet. Or even 10, right? Mm -hmm. Or even 10. Um, <clears throat> does HomeGrid specify a minimum battery size for Solark or other hybrid inverters? No. Um, you know, the minimum on the stack series, at least, is a minimum of two stacks or 9.6 kilowatt hours. Um, you won't be able to push 15 kilowatt continuous until you get to four stacks. Um, but basically, yeah, you, you're just going to want to size the, the inverter or the hybrid inverter, determining if you want to expand later or you know, what the, the battery can push. So no, the answer is there's no minimum, just that you have to start with two for the stacked. Is there any display on the BMS to show state of health of the stacks? Absolutely, yep, it'll show state of charge, state of health, error codes. Um, there's a lot of uh, good information on that LED, which I think a lot of homeowners really like. And then you can also see quite a bit more information on the our app when it comes out in a month, but also the Solark PV Pro app is fantastic. Um, and we are working to establish comms right now with Schneider. So we should be on the, on the drop-down menu uh, uh, Schneider pretty quick here on the XW Pro. We do have comms established, but it, it'll be much simpler when it's on their drop-down menu. Um, Bailey asked, what are the best ways to install home grid assembly stacks over 20 kilowatt hours total size in California? That's a great question. So at four stacks, you're just under 20, which would allow you to install inside a home. Any, anything above that um, would really be up to where you're at in California. If they allow you to install inside a house, it, one option you can do is install outside. You, we have that outdoor rated casing coming out, which would allow you to do that. I've seen people put them in sheds. Um, depending on where you're at in California too, you, you can add some type of a a cooling fan system or a, a heating element to it. But yeah, an outdoor shed or uh, you, know, you can get something really simple or I've seen people build, you know, intricate coverings. Um, but yeah, you just want to really protect it. If it's going outside, you want to protect it from direct UV and snow building up around it, um, heavy, heavy water, rain, storms like that, which California is really seeing a lot of right now. What are the clearance requirements around the stack battery systems? Um, so you just, it's based off of where you're putting it in the home. You don't want this installed near any egress, um, windows three feet away from doors. Uh, I don't know if there's a clearance requirement from the ceiling. 
Um, that would be based off of where you're installing and, and off your in inspector and what he says. Okay, so there, I think there's some questions on the chat as well, kind of pulling those up. Um, I think they might have shifted them over one here. Um, we have a project under design and it requires 40 uh, kilowatt hours with two solar 15Ks and uh, has with 18, um, says 18 watt hours DC and two battery home grid, 19.2 each. How can I make sure that the batteries are at a minimum maximum charge in case the inverter is damaged? Uh, you can put all that in the settings on the the inverter so you can program um, when you want it to discharge how much you want to charge it up to so there's there's quite a bit of uh, functionality on the solar as far as uh, creating the right algorithm for your customer it's a very you know, simple system to use but also very powerful let's see i think i saw another one um the are we do we have a csa sort of are we CSA certified? This is the Canadian certification. Um, yeah, we're we good to go on that now. The CUL. Yeah, and we have the 9540A, which I believe works for Canada as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we're good to go on Canada. Um, reach out to uh, Brian Hamlin. You can see we're, we're updating our map right now. But if you're looking uh, to do anything in Canada, please reach out to our. Uh, our guys for additional questions on the Canadian requirements to make sure that you're good to go. But um, yes, absolutely. And then Steve um, asked, uh, are you saying that home grid stacks itself cannot be installed outside? And the answer, it, it can be installed outside, but it doesn't need to be covered or in some type of a containment that protects it from UV and, and the elements. And we do have a great case for that, which you can find through Renview. There are two more uh, questions in the Q&A okay. if you want to take a look. For outdoor installations, what is the maximum distance between battery and inverter to main panel? Um, to main panel, there's it's not necessarily a maximum between inverter and main panel although there will be voltage losses if you go too far. Um, I believe 60 feet is where you start really running into voltage losses. Reach out to us if you have a really big project, we can help design it or solar can help design it. Um, you want the battery and inverter close together and financially it's a better decision because you have to use four out cable. However, we can give require, you know, the exact, we can send you over the exact um, distances on that front as well. And then Bailey asked, do you have clearance requirements between stacks? So with the 9540A, we can install these stacks a foot apart from each other. So that, that's really a, a, a huge thing with that certificate is it allows you to install them very close. Okay. Um, we had so many questions and uh, such a great webinar. So again, yeah, thanks. That was <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, Nick and Spencer, thanks for taking it.
we will work on the recording and email it to you in the next few days. Uh, have a great rest of your week, everybody, and successful 2023. See you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you.